Well, we came into this week figuring that inflation and interest rates were probably going to reign supreme because we've got the GDP, we've got Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting. We've also got a fistful of companies reporting. But Walmart really surprised everybody Monday after the close when they warned and said their earnings were going to get hit by maybe $1.8 billion because People were just not buying stuff. They're worried about inflation or being impacted by inflation. Fuel costs are getting in, getting to them. One man who really touches every aspect of, of retail and, and individual buyers is Ray Washburn. He's president and CEO of Charter Holdings. But, you know, Highland Park Village, Allen's Waters Creek Shopping Center, but also they own Mikosina, Taco Diner, Mercury Restaurants, and just for good measure, he's chairman of the board of Sunoco, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good, David. Thank you for having me on. It's hard to know where to start, well, but let's let's start with the retail. Um, Highland Park Village, Waters Creek. What about your, your retailers, your tenants? Are they being impacted, do you think, at all yet by, by the inflation and the higher interest rates? Yeah, well, you know, in the Highland Park Village, we're kind of got a higher-end clientele. So sales have maintained a pretty – pretty high level there and a lot of our shoppers come from out of town so we have a lot of people from other cities because we're you know a unique shopping destination with you know one-of-a-kind stores like chanel and dior and stuff but from um the standpoint of like Nicasina and those restaurants for about eight million people a year we have seen our big concern isn't so much sales but it's customer count and we've had to raise prices this year about 10 percent um to maintain, you know, our margins, but we're finding our customer account is strong uh, compared to last year and the year before, but people are kind of trading down and, and switching up their mix to whereas our alcohol mix has, has gone up because people are, are buying, <laughs> instead of carne asada, they're buying uh, nachos, but they're still getting that Mambo taxi. So we, uh, we've been very, you know, impressed with, having to maintain that we have had to raise prices and you know our labor costs have gone up as well so do you do you have the pricing power i mean you're not chasing the people off then by raising prices uh no we're we're uh um not having to really raise well like i said they're, they're changing their their mix of what they're buying right. they're going from you know just kind of trading down a little bit but other than that you know our customer counts are strong and that's really what our concern is more of maintaining our customer than it is the you know top line dollar. We've we've heard a lot of uh, retailers talking about um, commodity pricing, uh, poultry prices um, mm -hmm. evidently have gone up a good bit. I I don't know if they've they've peaked. Same thing with with beef prices. Well, it's interesting. In the last sixty days, we've seen pricing kind of flatten out, which has been good. The the things that have jumped on us are like of all things avocados that are kind of caught in the crosshairs of this trade battle we're having with Mexico right now. And so that's, that's hurt us. Chicken prices have shot up a bit, but you know, across the board, our commodity prices have gone up about 50% since the pandemic started. Things like canola oil, which every restaurant has to have, have doubled in price. Paper goods have all doubled in price and you know, labor costs have gone. I mean, we used to pay dishwashers 12, 13 bucks an hour. Now we're paying them 18 to $20 an hour. So, I mean, that's about a 35, 40% rise. And, you know, that's like letting on labor, once you let the toothpaste out of the tube, as far as 
spending, you, you know, giving people yeah. a salary hike, you can't take that back. So hopefully we're betting on commodity prices coming back, whether it's chicken or, or dairy product, you know, deflating back to where they used to be. And, you know, hopefully that'll make up for it. But our sales and the entire industry has had to spend a lot of money in technology. We feel like we're a tech company now because we have to manage our costs so closely to maintain any kind of margin. So actually that's a good thing to have done because we've been able to squeeze a lot of cost out by just focusing on anything that was any type of waste. Well, can, can you bring headcount down with technology? You know, it's being more efficient really, because I mean, when you go to a restaurant, you know, you, you're not going to substitute the waiter or, or the people in the back, but we, we reduced our menu about 10 to 15% and just got rid of, things that just weren't selling and got more efficient in the kitchen and made things, you know, work a lot more efficient there. And, and you've been to the Mercury, you know, that's our high end restaurant. And, you know, it's a little, it's not as price sensitive as me casino would be, but you know, people there are still, you know, sensitive to higher price specialty items. You have uh, pretty well covered North Texas. I know you've, you've yes. moved into Tulsa. What are the expansion right. plans for, for the uh, M-Crowd Restaurant Group? Well, we're looking at Houston. We're looking at Austin um, to go. We're opening a new one at up in Craig Ranch at 121 on 121 uh, later this year. So, you know, we're still looking around Dallas, but Houston or Austin will probably be our next growth market to go into. But we only want to go in a market where I can open, you know, five to eight stores. So it's got to be a pretty deep you know, pool of um, pool of buyers. Well, and you've got to have a pretty deep pool of labor too. That's been the real challenge lately, hasn't it? You know, it has. But David, it's it's you know, it all comes down to you know, you we have a couple thousand employees and we've had a pretty stable workforce. But it all comes down to what are you paying people and what are the benefits and what's the work environment. And so, fortunately, you know, our people do well, and so. Um, we, you know, want to become kind of the employer of choice that the that they go to. So, but it is challenging, and, and again, labor's up thirty five, forty percent, and so that's a difficult environment to work within because there's such competition for employees. Hey, as, let me ask you about your 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 newest hat, chairman of Sunoco. Uh -huh. uh, tell me about the oil and gas industry right now. Is this a good place to be? Well, I'll talk specifically about Sunoco. Is you know, Sunoco is a started in the 1880s and was the old Sun Oil and Gas Company. It's we've got 10,000 points of distribution and distribute about eight billion gallons of gasoline a year. But our margin on gasoline is only 11 to 12 cents a gallon. So you can see, you know, we do about 18 billion in sales and make about 800 to 850 million a year in profit. But our whole th the whole line for um, Sunoco is basically taking it from the refinery, delivering it to the station or the 7-Eleven or wherever it's sold. And we make that 11 cents or so, hopefully spread. So it's better for us to have cheaper gas prices because they sell more gas and we make more margin per gallon. So the higher prices hurt us. So when people say, oh, the oil and gas companies are making all this money, it really gets back to the crude level and the labor cost. And I mean, it costs more to drill a well today than it ever has. It costs more to, to uh, buy the equipment. It costs more to transport it, the truck drivers. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So there's re really no finger pointing on the thing other than, you know, rising inflation and 
there hasn't been a new refinery, major refinery built in the United States since the 1970s. So our refining capacity is way down. So anyway, we're having, you know, Sunoco's having a good year, but we've got to get uh, our margin again is it's, it's demand driven and we need demand to stay up. Well, I, I and again, we'll see what sort of a warning flag we heard from from Walmart uh, in their announcement mm-hmm. after the close on Monday. But it looks like it is trickling on through the economy right now. We just hope it doesn't last yeah. long. Yeah, no, no, that, that's right. But, you know, overall, going into this fall, we're overly I mean, we're, we're, we're optimistic because we feel like as long as the pandemic didn't break out again, but whether it's Sunoco or, or the consumer sentiment, as long as prices have flattened out like they have in the last 60 days, we feel, you, you know, good there that, you know, our cost, fixed costs will stay there. It's like, will consumer demand stay there? And, you know, I think people will continue driving. And I think they'll continue to eat. And you got to wear something. So <laughs> maybe yep. that ends taking care of too. Ray Washford's president and CEO of Charter Holdings, among others. It's always good to spend some time with you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Have a great. For more of our conversation with Mr. Washburn, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.